Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. Wake that ass up. The Breakfast Club is on. Come here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, The Breakfast Club is where people get their information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, TJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. The weekend is here. Yes, the well, the weekend is not here. Yes, it is, man. Say that, man. My weekend starts on Thursday. I don't, you know, I don't do that two day. You know, weekend thing. I know people like to start their weekend on Friday. I start mine on Thursday. Okay. Well, first, let's let's drop a bomb for uh, Leonard McKelvey, Charlemagne. Why? What happened? His, I uh, think it's Leonard. I think it's Leonard. It's definitely Leonard. Uh, what Leonard is Leonard. Leonard McKelvey. <laughs> he uh, drop a bomb. Drop another one. Why? What happened? Season two, your show has been renewed. Oh, we can talk about That's that later. That's pretty dope. No, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank man. you. That's I appreciate dope. it. Congratulations. Such a big deal. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. But we can talk about that. No, later. we're gonna talk about it later. We're gonna Let's talk, talk about, about it how now when you too. was walking in. No, you stop it. <laughs> when you was walking in the building, you was running from me. And then you <laughs> pulled your hoodie down over your over your butt like I was looking or something. Yo. And I and just because he did it in such a blatant way, <laughs> you looked. I said, don't cover it up. Why are you still sagging your pants, bro? I'm not sagging my pants. I you are the, too old for this. And I know how women feel now. You know when a guy just looks at you like a piece of meat. I jumped out the car. And, and I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. I had to cover my ass. Well, you deserve to be objectified, okay? All right? That's karma, all right? I mean, sometimes you just, men deserve to be objectified sometimes. If you're going to walk around sagging your pants with your ass all out, okay, what do you expect? Oh, stop it. All right? All right. Well, we have a special guest joining us this morning. Oh! Drop her record. Come on, man. Special guest ain't the right word. Drop her okay? record. She's an icon, a living legend. Keep talking. Every time I'm around her, my palms start sweating. Oh. Every time I'm around her, my mouth gets dry. Oh. I have never, ever gotten out of groupie mode when I'm around this individual. Okay? All the right. queen of hip-hop soul. Cultural icon. Mary Jane Blige. That's right. Okay? Mary Jane Blige will be joining us straight off the Super Bowl. Come on, man. Straight off an album coming Come on, out. Man. What's the name of that? Something go- Hello, Gorgeous? Or Good morning, morning gorgeous. gorgeous. Good morning, Crazy gorgeous. man. Yes. What's wrong with you? Mary Jane Blige will be joining on, us man. this morning. And, Come on, uh, man. Let's get the show cracking. Gonna start off with Be Happy. This is the classic record. This is the record that I play whenever I'm feeling down. All right, it's you the hear me? Club from Page News is next. How can I love somebody else? Life is too short right. to be trying to play some games. All right, take some time and think about is it really worth losing me? Why must it be this way? Why, Why do you have to play with my, my mind, mind all the time? Help me sing it. All I really want is there's no such thing as being offbeat when you're happy. Drop one of Clues Bombs would be happy. Man, that is an instant pick me up. You hear me? I don't care what depression you're dealing with, what anxiety you're dealing with, what lack of worthiness you're dealing with. You throw that be happy on. For them three, four minutes, you're going to feel happy. There you go. But you'll be right back sad again. <laughs> all right. The songs well, let's get in some front page news. And by the way, Mary J. Blige, if you're just joining us, will be joining us this morning, next hour. All right? But what we got, Yeezy? 
All right. Well, let's talk about President Joe Biden. Now, yesterday he was making an appeal for diplomacy to continue. Right now, everybody is watching to see if Russian President Vladimir Putin orders an invasion of Ukraine, which is their neighbor. And also, Joe Biden warned that a Russian attack on Ukraine will be met with overwhelming international condemnation. Here is what Joe Biden has to say about a possible war. World War II was a war of necessity. But if Russia attacks Ukraine, it would be a war of choice or a war without cause or reason. I say these things not to provoke, but to speak the truth. If Russia does invade in the days and weeks ahead, the human cost for Ukraine will be immense. And the strategic cost for Russia will also be immense. If Russia attacks Ukraine, it'll be met with overwhelming international condemnation. The world will not forget that Russia chose needless death and destruction. The United States and our allies and partners will respond decisively. I, I hope people are finally paying attention to what's going on. I mean, this has been going on for a while now. I mean, and then it's even scarier when you see, you know, Russia and China's alliance and then you see America giving Ukraine a billion dollars f- f- to support their economy amid mm-hmm. their tensions with Russia. Like, it's... We might be on the brink of World War III. Have you ever read George Orwell's book, uh, 1984? Which was a cautionary tale. It was a, a science fiction novel, but man, mm-hmm. this feels a lot like it. All right. Well, according to reports, they are saying that Russia does have 150,000 troops along the border of Ukraine. And they are denying, by the way, Russia is denying they have plans to attack Ukraine. So here is what Joe Biden has to say about the U.S. and sending troops. While I will not send American servicemen to fight in Ukraine, we have supplied the Ukrainian military with equipment to help them defend themselves. And make no mistake, the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory with the full force of American power. Already, in response to Russia's buildup of troops, I've sent additional U.S. forces to bolster NATO's eastern flank. And if Russia invades, we'll take further steps to reinforce our presence in NATO, reassure us for our allies, and deter further aggression. I'm going to just assume that Biden-Putin call didn't go as planned, huh? No. Clearly, they didn't. Uh, there was no dem- 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 uh, dem- diplomacy on that phone call. Sound like they're ready to nuck if somebody bucks. Right, well, well, Biden is saying that uh, the U.S. is not seeking direct confrontation with Russia, but he says that if Russia does target Americans in Ukraine, we will respond forcefully. But they have been saying that American people should come back if they're in Ukraine. I mean, they got every right to jump on Russia if they want to. It's not like Russia, you know, didn't interfere with our elections and other things. But I don't know. Yeah, We'll see. All right. All right. Well, that is your front page. I don't want to see. But they, they've been pushing us. They've been poking, I, I, they've been poking I, I, us. I hope it, it doesn't happen. They've been poking I, our forehead for a while. I don't want to see World War Three in my lifetime. No, Man, but, no. But they've been poking our forehead though. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. Hit us right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this hey good morning envy good morning Charlemagne. good morning angela what's going on it's rick rick what up morning rick hey what's going on hey anybody catch the kanye west uh documentary that premiered uh on uh, netflix yes sir i, I saw the first i saw the first part that came out yeah it was pretty good it's good to see all that uh his come up his journey and uh you know those uh that footage that he's had for all these years 
showing how, you know, his journey to where he's at right now, it really shows that Kanye has been a narcissistic cornball for a long time. <laughs> Man, stop. <laughs> you know, but you know what, though? I, I, you know what I got from it? I got from, uh, especially the part when he was walking through the office and everybody was fronting on him when he was playing All Falls Down. Yeah. Which is, that that, yeah. that was very interesting to me because I think a lot of that, um, he's, st- he's, he's still projecting a lot of that 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 pain. Like, oh, y'all of y'all fronted on me. So F all of y'all. What I got from it is, what I got from it is how important it is for you as, as a parent to reinforce your child. A lot of his confidence came from what his mom told him. You know what I mean? And he was there in his ear telling him he's the best, and that's why he believes that. But no, his mom, al- his mom also told him he was very self-absorbed. And his mom also told yeah. him that a giant should look in the mirror and see nothing, and he couldn't understand that. Yeah, but at the same time, she didn't, you know, downplay him. She told him not to stay humble, but still keep kind of still keep the same energy that you believe that you got yourself. So it was really important for her. You could see why when he lost her, how, you know, it, it was it, it was so traumatic. You know what yeah. I mean? Because he was really the person that he ran to for, you know, for confidence and for building him up and for advice. And she was really into his stuff, you know, singing his lines word for word and stuff like that. So you can see how important yeah. it was. I'm interested to see the rest, but I'm still thinking he's a cornball. He's always going to be a cornball. He's definitely a narcissist. He's definitely a narcissist, egomaniac. But you can check out Genius on uh, Netflix right now. It is. It is. The first part is very interesting. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ Amy. This is Courtney from Atlanta, bro. Courtney from the A. What's up, brother? What's up? Hey, um, Uncle Charlotte. Hey, Angela Yee. How y'all doing? Hey. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, pretty good. Uncle Charles, I just wanted to shout you out, man. I'm uh, proud that you got picked up for season two. You know, uh, episode, I think it was four, when you did the social media episode, bro. After that, I got off socials, bro. I realized how, how much I was addicted to social media and everything, and I got off, man. And I want to just shout you out and congratulate you, King. Uh, thank you, brother. Doing is, is open the eyes for a lot of people, man. Thank you, man. That's Can't wait is, for bro. season two. The God's honest truth will be back this summer. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning, Breakfast Club. How are you? How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Cassandra Doc from New Jersey. Peace, Cassandra. To, hi. And I want to talk about the young black kid, Zakai Knowles, uh, who was in the, at, involved in the confrontation at the Bridgewater Mall with the young mm. white kid. Zakai Knowles, as you, as you guys saw the video, I see where Revolt TV also posted it. If you watch the video, you will see how the officer, when they got to the scene, they immediately take the guy to the floor, uh, put handcuffs on him, and let the young white kid walk. And now yeah. they told the guy he's banned from the mall for three years. I saw that. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I, I seen that. I was I was highly upset with that. I mean, and and there was no reason to tackle him on the floor. They were fighting. They should have broke both of those up. But yeah, you could tell that they had tackled him to the floor because he was black. There was no other reason why to tackle one to the floor and not the other one. No other reason. No other, no reason. other reason. Yeah, Governor Murphy uh, released a statement, and he, you know, he said that the appearance of what is racially disparate treatment is deeply, deeply disturbing. But it's like, okay, after you release that statement, now what? What are we gonna do? Exactly. What's gonna be the disciplinary action against the police? What's gonna happen? Because they sat one kid down. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't sit him down aggressively. He sat down on his own. He got back up when the other kid was getting arrested. Like that. Exactly. that it, it was, I couldn't imagine that being my son. And 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 if you look at how the fight started. 
you see that the white kid was the one that actually started the fight. Exactly. He started the fight. So, no. And then, and then yeah, what so wound up happening is the white kid got the best of the black kid at first, and then the black kid turned it around and started whooping his ass, and the cops came. No, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Even the cops sitting the white dude down yeah. on the couch, like, get comfortable. Then goes over to the white, the yeah, black guy to help arrest crazy. him. Like, that's crazy. That, that, that is ridiculous. And they were bullying him, so I'm going to talk further with the family. We're probably going to go out there this weekend, my, you know, my partner Donna Jackson and I, and do a live because we're going to see with the family how they want to move on it. But we have to, we have to further uh, bring, this, bring awareness to this and, keep, and, and see what Governor Murphy going to do. And we're going to call him out and see what, what you're going to do, Governor Murphy, what you're going to do. And also, why we don't know the name of the officers? Like, I always wonder about these stories because, you know, we know, the, we know the, the young black man's name, but why we don't know we don't, the name of the officers? They didn't, they didn't post him? I didn't see him nowhere. I thought they did. I'm not saying they didn't, but I didn't see him. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I thought they did, but I wasn't looking for their names though. Anyway, but yeah, no, nah, it's so it's, it, it was so dis- disgusting, and 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 definitely praying for that family, man, because y- you know what type of trauma that young man's gonna have for the rest of his life. Exactly. My goodness. Exactly. My goodness. Well, thank you for calling. Okay, thanks, guys. You be safe out there. Ben Crump is already on the case too, by the way. Ben he Crump. Is there? Yeah, he yes, re- he is. He's representing the family. Yeah. Oh, good. Hello, who's this? This is Mike. Mike, what up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, I want to put my contract on blast. Who's been doing work on my house? He hasn't done any work this year. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I get now it. what what work what work are you getting done? Well, I called y'all for the Christmas, uh, for the change for change, and I told y'all I had a fire, and I've just been I remember like, they, didn't, they didn't winterize the crib, so my water pipes popped like mm. everything. That could go wrong. It's been going wrong. Did the insurance company pay you, or they they paying the the contractor directly? They paying you? They paid the bank. They paid the bank. So you got the money? No, no, no. I've given them payments as they have asked for it, and they just haven't done the work. Okay, because what I, what I tell everybody to do, and I know a lot of people that call me and they have a problem with contractors. What I tell people to do is this: when when you when you speak to the contract, you find out what supplies you need, right? Because you know you're going to need supplies, whether it's wood, whether it's lumber, whether it's uh, sheetrock, whether it's nails, bolts, wood floors, lights, lighting fixture. You find out what you need, right? Give them a list. You purchase the stuff that you need, right? And then you pay the contractor when he gets the work done. So that that way, there's no you don't have to give nobody up. But like, what do you need upfront money for? I'm paying for the supplies. I have the supplies. I own the supplies. Now I'm paying you for your work. I pay you hourly for what you work. That saves a lot of money. That saves a lot of problems, and that saves situations like that. And I tell everybody, it takes a little extra time, but it'll save you money, and you won't have that problem with contractors. I do that for every project that I do. I buy the supplies myself. Wish I knew that before, Anthony. No, it's all good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a learning lesson. I had to, believe me, Angelie knows I had to learn the hard way as well. But, you know, you, you, you start doing it that way and, and you start taking control of, of, of your own narrative and, and you can figure out your own ish. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and Wendy Williams is sharing a personal video and she does look like she's fine. So we'll tell you what she had to say. All right, we'll get into that next. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We could have been superstars riding around in fancy cars or jacking cars, but now it's not safe for you. Morning, everybody. Because you switch like a little... <laughs> Good morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Black. Club, man. Good morning. Yak entertains me in ways that y'all don't even know. Salute to Kodak Black. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. 
Well, it looks like Wendy Williams has a new Instagram page. It's the real Wendy Williams online. And the first thing she did is post a video letting people know that she is coming back stronger. Now, apparently she has uh, been trying to get herself together. She's in Florida where she said it's very peaceful. She's been going to the gym, going to the ocean. And she said right now she's well, she's 56 years old, even though she's 57. She missed she misspoke on her age. It happens. But uh, here's what she had to say. I'm going to be all I can be and then get back to New York and get on down to the Wendy Williams show. So wait, Wendy's show not her page no more? Uh, this is a personal page, so maybe she's using that for business. Oh, not sure for her you. show. But this is a personal page. Only two posts on it. So she just made it. Yeah. So she said that uh, things usually start about 40 and they go up from there. So you have to eat the right food. Make sure you take care of yourself and all of that. But it looks like she is talking about coming back to New York and getting back to the Wendy Williams show. Well, I'm sending Wendy Williams healing energy always. And I hope she does get back. And I hope she's able to come back, do the show for a while and go out the way she wants to go out. And I hope, you know, we see a different version of Wendy Williams when she comes back. I hope we see a version of Wendy who isn't projecting her pain onto other people. That's what I hope for Wendy Williams. All right. Now let's talk about New Edition. As you know, they are going on a nationwide tour and they sat down with Tamron Hall to discuss uh, what they have going on and share a few stories they've never previously spoken about and also how they're prepping for their first tour in a decade. Here's what happened. When I look back at those videos, especially Candy Girl, that very first moment we saw this magic. When did you know, or were you too young to understand it? I think I knew from the, the beginning, um, as much rehearsals we used to do, as many shows as we used to do, talent show to talent show to talent show, it was just something that um, I knew that it could happen for us. Um, watching Soul Train just, you know, further, and being on Soul Train, just further instilled a meaningful um, confirmation. Confirmation, yeah, yes, right. yes, that that's we right. were we were gonna you know make it. That's my favorite R and B group. I love New Edition. Anytime they come in town, I, I take the kids, I take the family. I, I really love them. They they are some really good brothers. So I'm going. Shout to uh, Bobby, I'll be there. Mike Bivens, Ralph. What's the tour schedule? Uncle, be there. Listen, I know. Uh, They're in Atlanta Gill. on Sunday, and I'm in Atlanta right now, but uh, unfortunately, I'm coming back because that was the plan. But, you know, we got to figure it out. Now I got to go in this one. It's a nice trip to take, too. Yes, and my, to... ki my kids love New Edition. Like, they I, love them. I'll go someplace warm is it, when they come to Charlotte or somewhere in South Carolina. But I think it's warm in uh, Atlanta now, right? I think it's like 70 yeah. degrees this weekend. Yeah, I think it's going to get a little bit warmer here. It's been a little chilly, but it's not too bad. It's not like New York cold. Mm. All right, now, here is what they had to say. Um, Heavy Brown had to say about getting back to dancing and doing all his moves, because, you know, he is known for that. Every I has to be dotted and every T has to be crossed in order to perform with these guys. Um, I'm just getting back into it, um, really trying hard. It's difficult to do the dance steps after you haven't been doing them for a while. Mm -hmm. um, it's about muscle memory, and um, mm. I'm trying to get that back. Bobby, I promise you we understand. We will not hold it against you if you have lost a step or two, okay? You're still Bobby Brown. Those dance moves day. are no joke, that's too, right. by the way. And by the way, it ain't you, easy for nobody. That's right. And when I you tried. And when you add a new addition show, you're trying to do the dances. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So you're really not paying that much attention to the fact that they might be a little offbeat. We all understand we old now, Bobby. We all old now. I would love to see them at Essence again. I've seen them at Essence. Uh... 
And they performed amazing. I'm surprised they're not doing All-Star this year but in Cleveland. But they mm. are going to be at the Garden next Saturday. Just, uh, I mean, on the 26th. Is that next Saturday? Yeah. The Garden? All right, now. Really? There we go. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. Mm. All right, like now. <laughs> and I, I've been telling y'all about MJ the Musical, the play. And Tamron Hall also referenced the Michael Jackson Musical, the play. And here's what she said. Just went to see the uh, Michael Jackson musical on Broadway. And Ralph, to know that y'all beat Michael Jackson in the billboard, you topped Michael Jackson. At the time, we didn't know either. We didn't know what we did. We didn't know what type of accomplishment the billboard charts were and all that. We just heard that we were this, you know, we knew that that was a countdown of the music and the best music that's out right now. So when we heard that we beat Michael, that was just all that meant to us. Oh, we beat Michael Jackson. We must be doing good. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. So, guys, get ready for that tour to kick off. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the Tinder Swindler has signed with a Hollywood agent. I know y'all haven't seen the Netflix documentary yet, The Tinder Swindler, but you guys should definitely watch that. I thought he was he a was comment. Women. Yeah, he was. He actually went to jail. I think he only went for like 14 months, but he conned one woman out of half a million dollars. I mean, these women Eesh. were thinking that he was pretending his dad was like a diamond uh he sold diamonds and had a huge diamond corporation and he had all this money and he was doing stuff like putting women on these private jets to come see him places. But then he was like, Oh, I got in trouble. I got beat up. My security got beat up. I need money to get out of here. They froze my accounts. So he was definitely swindling these uh, women out of money. So you can imagine the long lasting trauma and not to mention the financial trauma that they've had from dealing with him. Well, now it looks like he wants to cash in on everybody talking about him (laughs) and he, is uh, talking about doing a podcast where he's going to share his dating do's and don'ts. He also has been banned from all dating apps and deleted his Instagram account after that documentary came out. But now he's talking about, um, you know, doing different things and, and trying to get into acting and finding love. He wants to do a dating show and all of that. My question when <laughs> things like that happen is why? You know what I mean? Like when I talk about D-Rod and dysfunction, this is what I'm talking what about. Mean, like why? why would an agent sign him knowing that he's a known con man? Um, because it I have money. no idea. The Tinder Swindler documentary is, I guess, a documentary, right? Yes. So it's mm-hmm. a doc that people watch and they're interested right. in, you know, the world. That doesn't mean necessarily interested in him as an individual enough to want to follow him. He's not a star people now. People be interested in him and how he swindled these women. And they what, did. It's in the doc. That's right. why you watch the doc. But if he does a podcast, he'll tell, you know, the signs and things from his point of view. The Man. same reason why people, when, like, uh, somebody breaks into a government building on, on you know, on the internet and then the government hires them you, to make you, sure they You don't, don't feel like we're rewarding bad behavior by doing that? We are, but people are looking for a check. That's whack. They're looking for money. I think it's very whack. And it says a lot. And you can't complain, you know, about things like that, but then sign it and empower it. You know what I mean? That's the same thing when people do when they catch these drug dealers or, or these people that sold a lot of drugs. And then when they come home, they give them a book, they give them a movie and all that. You, it's almost like rewarding well, them, those too. stories are interesting. Some people and find these just, interesting. It's a story. You know what I mean? People find these interesting, too. I don't mind the story being told, but signing him as an individual and, you know, putting him out to the public and acting like he's some celebrity. Like, nah, that's why people do it. All like you're just rewarding all right, bad now. behavior. Uh, front page news is coming up. That is your rumor report. We'll be talking about the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. He met with some drill rap artists. He also met with uh, Mano as well, and he was with Fabio Foreign, and we'll tell you what happened. Fabio got a dope record out right now, too. City of Guys is dope. All right. City of Guys is dope. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
The General Insurance is a quality insurance company that has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and you should take a closer look at The General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. WWPR FMHD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Hey, that was that Fabio Foreign. Featured wonder, Alicia Keys, Kanye. wonder who wrote that verse for Kanye. It was phenomenal. It was dope. That was a great verse. This except for that, is dope. Except for that whack-ass hundred goons rolling up the SNL line. But that, record that was is a dope. great verse. That record is dope. Shout out to Fabio Foreign. Alicia Keys killed the hook. Mm-hmm. It's a tough tune right there. Drop on the clues bombs for Fabio Foreign. Tough tune. Tough tune, City this of God is. It is dope. All right, well, let's get into some front page news. Let's talk Fabio Foreign and the mayor. Yes, Mayor Eric Adams revealed yesterday he'll be rolling out something about drill music. Remember, he called out social media companies. He wants them to remove the violence glorifying genre from those platforms. He compared it to Donald Trump making the remarks that he made and being banned from social media platforms and uh, being banned from Twitter because of that. And he said if it would be irresponsible to continue to give violent rap music videos a platform. Here were his initial remarks. And I had no idea what drill rapping was, but I called my son and he sent me some videos and it is alarming. And we are going to pull together the social media companies and sit down with them and state that you have a civic and corporate responsibility. You know, I mean, we pulled Trump off Twitter because of what he was spewing. All right, so now he has sat down with uh, people like he was with Fabio Foreign, he was with Mano, so he was with uh, Slow Bucks, both of them, Slow and Bucks, and here is what Mano had to say as he posted a very much-needed conversation. There's been a lot of talk about drill rap, drill music in New York City, connecting violence with the, with the culture, and um, I just wanted to create a conversation with the mayor we got Fabio here, we got Young B. Love here, we got uh, uh, Sloan Bucks here, we got uh, Bleezy here to talk about, you know, what's really happening so the man can get a, a real perspective and a real understanding of what real rap is and so that, you know, we can, we can have some real dialogue and, and really start to really make things happen. Yeah, I'm not for uh, censorship, but I am for sense. Sirship, meaning folks should have the sense to not commit violent crimes. But if they do, you know, please have the sense to not rap about it. And please have the sense to not post, you know, videos about it, incriminating yourself and taunting people and traumatizing, you know, families of the people that you've killed. And if you don't have the sense to do that, then yes, those platforms do need to have the sense to not give those kind of videos a platform. Yeah, you, know? you, can't, you can't censor the music, but if, if you're putting violence on these platforms, these platforms have the right to pull down if you're showing guns, if you're showing drugs or whatever they want to do that, they do it for any other thing, but you can't censor the music. Yeah, we, but no, here's the thing. It's not about censoring the music. How about them brothers should censor themselves? Number one, they shouldn't be committing the crimes. That's number one. And number two, why go incriminate yourself on records and talk about it? No, why they, incriminate yourself in videos? They, they definitely, <laughs> like, they definitely like, shouldn't So how about that. They should be censoring themselves. And if we know we are inciting violence, why would we continue to do that by giving it a platform? But I also think we need more of these conversations like like they had. And I think mm-hmm. we need more of the, the homies that people respect to sit down. I remember uh, a while ago when uh, Pop Smoke and Casanova were having problems. Uh, somebody sat them down and mm-hmm. they sat in the same restaurant and they squashed out. They talked out their beef and then they were good. And I think we need more of that because some of this is very stupid. It could be over 
uh, uh, something very small and minute that they could have squashed and we don't have to go through this. But they need somebody that, they, you know, they mutually respect to sit down and have a conversation. And we need more of that. Yeah. And, and the root cause of the violence is not the drill music. Mm -mm. You know, art reflects life. So what's creating that life, you know, for these people to rap about it society could, society has yeah, failed a lot of these individuals you know what said I mean? over social media it could be over a girl it could be over money no, whatever how, it means how, just, yes but how about society has failed these individuals because they haven't provided provided these communities with the resources and the opportunities you know to have a different life to rap about that's true you too. know so it's not the root well, cause of it isn't the music it's definitely an ongoing conversation that's going to require multiple uh, ways of trying to fix things and so, and I, I will say this, I saw how, you know, Mayor Eric Adams, he's our new mayor, but when he was the Brooklyn Borough President, we did a whole peace march that was pulled together by Bishop Lamar Whitehead, and he's been having these conversations with Fabio Foreign. They did this whole day of peace thing uh, during Juve, which is the day before the West Indian American Day Parade. And so they've been talking about this stopping the violence, and it isn't going to stop, that we have to keep it going and keep the conversation open. Yeah. All right, well... That is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, come on, get pull up some Mary music, man. Gotta, <sighs> Cultural icon. I got to get in the mood for that. Legend. A person that I've met several, several times, and every single time I feel like a complete groupie when I'm around her. My palms get sweaty. Starstruck. Mm -hmm. My mouth gets dry. I get starstruck every single time. It just is what it is, you know? We're talking about Mary J. Blige, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Mary okay. J. Blige will be joining us when we come back. She's so got a new album out called um, Good Morning Gorgeous. Play some Mary music right fast. This, this, here we go. Oh, come on. Straight now. off of now the Super talk. Bowl, Mary Are you J. doing a Mary Blige. mix? You doing a Mary mix? I'm doing a Mary mix. Okay, okay. okay. Mary will be joining us when we come back. So um, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1, The Breakfast Club, Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Come on, man. The legend. legend. Come on, man. One on one. Destroyed Super Bowl this weekend. Mary J. Blige, welcome. Peace. Thank you. Good morning. Good you morning. killed it. Thank you. Killed it. Thank I was you. there live in person to see the reaction. And, and how you kill no more drama. First, I, I need to know, how did you decide what songs you were going to do? Because you have so many. Hmm. Well, um, Dre decided on Family Affair, of mm -hmm. course, because he produced, he produced it. it. Mm -hmm. And um, Dre decided on No More Drama as well. Really? And I thought it was important when he said No More Drama because of the climate of the world right now, just because of how everybody's just tired of everything. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is perfect because I'm feeling like this too, you know? What song, did you have any songs in mind? I mean, I had a lot of songs. I had... Real love, Real love and yeah. all that, you know. But when he said no more drama, I was like, it's perfect because people need, the world need to know that we all feel the same way mm -hmm. about COVID and the mask and all this stuff that's going on in the world. It's too much stuff. What was the call like when, when they asked you to do the Super Bowl? Who called you and who reached out? Dr. Dre and Jimmy called me and I was just resting. It was a rest day. Jimmy jumps, um, gets on the phone and says, Mary, um, I have a surprise for you. And the surprise was Dre asking me to do the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And that was my day. It made my day. I was laying wow. down, like, resting and just having a normal day. And that day just turned into celebration day, telling everybody what was mm -hmm. going to happen. 
Did you have to think about it? Was it like, maybe, or I got to see, or you right away, you was like, I'm in. <laughs> I, nah, I did not have to think about it at all. <laughs> Everything is just lined up. I was like, nah, this is it. This is too good. I'm absolutely 100% in. Now, how, break down the, the performance, the set, what you wore, everything how did you come about all that was it a, a group effort like a lot of designers had their bids in and so a lot of people sent in sketches whoever sent in the best sketch is the one that got picked mm. and peter dundas got picked <laughs> mm -hmm. and um of course you know my stylist jason and i you know we we were in on all of the um critiquing of it and the you know making sure it's right and making sure the color is right and um the last decision is mine and the last and um that's what we had on. <laughs> you know, I kept thinking, I said, if Andre could have saw you Sunday, like that mm -hmm. was the person I really wanted to, to hear from because he saw it, you know, from the beginning. Did you did you think about him a lot? He saw me. Yeah, yeah definitely. He, he saw me. He was so, I'm, I'm sure he was proud. Um, I got, you know, Puff was just um, elated. Like he mm -hmm. just losing his mind, you know. My family was there. Mm -hmm. um, and my, my friends, if it wasn't for my friends, Jimmy and Dre, you know, it, it wouldn't have happened. So mm -hmm. I, I do have beautiful friends in the industry. You I, said you were nervous. Of course I was. I was nervous at rehearsals. Really? I was nervous, period. But when I hit that stage, I was like, whatever, you know. So when you <laughs> fell out, that was really just you getting a little rest? Like, because you was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I, did I did it. <laughs> no, that's that's just, that's a, a, a sign of like how I felt, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, you just get tired of fighting, you know, mm -hmm. tired. So you just like, oh, you just pass out. Mm -hmm. That's what normal drama means. Like, ah. Uh, you know, I know the world want to just pass out right now, you know, from all of this foolishness. Mm -hmm. did, yeah. did, you know, when I think back about, you know, when, when Andre said he went to your apartment back in the day and you sang for him, when you think about that young lady, did you see this? Did you see moments like this happening? Did you think it would go this far? Absolutely not. Wow. I did not think it would. I didn't think I would live past my life. Mm. But I'm I'm here and now mm -hmm. I'm here, here. Now I want to mm -hmm. be here now. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, nobody can stop that. Absolutely. They also talk about Dr. Dre saying that he wants to produce the, the next album. Did y'all have a conversation? Mm -hmm. Was that planned or was that something he just slipped up and said the other day? No, nah, that was something we we didn't we didn't plan it. We just was talking about it because um, I, that was something I always wanted to do, like do a, a produced album by Dr. Dre mm -hmm. because all everything he does, you know, you're going to get smashes and you know it's going to be excellent because Dre's, you know, amazing. And I was like, yo, this was a dream. This is a dream come true for me. I, would, I, I want you to produce an album for me. And he was like, oh, my God, it's a dream come true for me. And then, boom, like, here we are. It's really happening. Really like Would, yeah, Will he really do it, though, Dre? I mean, yeah, I know we're, we're doing it would be it. great to do it, but, you know, <laughs> we, be like the, the, the Rock Him album or no. the Detox. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. All these things we look forward to and it doesn't happen? Nah, not with me, because I'm on it or, all over it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I've been on it since I said something. Like, I've been like, yo, listen to this. Yo, ever since we had the listening session, I've been, and he's been sending, you know, stuff back to me. So it, it's really going to happen. Absolutely. Yo, let's, let's talk Hello Gorgeous. Good, good morning, good gorgeous. Morning, gorgeous. Good morning, gorgeous. I said Hello Gorgeous, but you said, um, the name of the album. Tell people if they haven't heard the album, how'd you come up with the name of the album? I thought, I thought it was dope. Well, the name of the album came from, it's not, it's not, Good Morning Gorgeous is not anything, there's nothing vain about that. It's a positive affirmation. Mm -hmm. It's something I had to say to myself when I was in a, a very, very dark situation because I, I was never enough. I couldn't please this person. Nothing was never enough. So I was like, okay, maybe this person hates me more than I hate me. So I had to find a way to love myself out of that situation. And so I would get up in the morning and first thing in the morning. And the reason why I chose first thing in the morning, because nobody looks beautiful or anything or thinks anything about themselves in the morning, except I'm awake. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, um, I would say, go to the mirror and say, good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, something that I mm-hmm. wanted to feel good about. And that's where the title came from, me loving my way out of some hell. And that's why I titled the album Good Morning Gorgeous. I love that interlude. Was that was that in the studio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was in the, in the studio with her. Mm-hmm. I always I always wanted to work with her. And Lucky Day is a, a really good friend of mine. And when um, we got to the session, her was like, well, what do you want to talk about? And everybody just started talking about what they think it should be about. And I was holding back on the title. I didn't want to give it up because I felt so vulnerable. I give mm-hmm. so much away. And I was like, fuck it. Excuse me. I was like, um, okay, I have this title. It's called Good Morning Gorgeous. And everybody's like, oh, you know, everybody's like, oh, shit, good morning, gorgeous. And I started telling everybody, you heard the end of the loop, mm-hmm. about where it came from. Mm-hmm. And um, it's here now, the whole thing, you know, and it's not because of like, I'm sitting around thinking I'm Apollonia, Halle Berry, because they, you know, <laughs> you think of them, it's like, oh, they're gorgeous, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, it's, it's something I had to say to myself mm-hmm. so I can manifest something positive in, in, in me, about me, and love my, and, and now I, I love me. Really, really, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I think I look pretty damn good, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we thought that's just the real love video. What are you talking but about? I, but, I, <laughs> but, you but I haven't, but but I didn't even think that then. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So this has been a lot. And then when you get with somebody and then they just take you way down further than what you already were, you start to realize, nah, you know, my life is more important than someone taking it away from me like this, mm-hmm. you know? So. All right, when we come back, we got more with Mary J. Blige. Let's get into a Mary mini mix, man. Mary's here. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. That was a Mary Mini Mix. Mary J. Blige is here, straight off the Super Bowl. I seen your interview with, with Angie. You were talking about you were so low that you had to go on tour to get back up. Because yeah. he, he wiped you dry. So all that was true. Yeah, so so you know, everybody wanted to know what the rent money song was about. That's what I I wrote that song with um the writers during that time because when I, I had to pay all this alimony and I didn't have no money to pay it. I had to go on tour to pay it. I had to go on tour to pay the alimony. I had to go on, pay, go on tour to pay the rent because he had spent all the money. By the time I got to um, the deposition and, and saw everything that he did, like I, I didn't have a, a dollar left. Like he had spent everything. Mm. And he knew he spent everything but still asking me for more money. So that was about a vacancy. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, if you, you can't, you know, rent money's about a vacancy. That was about that, you know. No, no, when you say no money, like zero dollars, like cause Mary J. Blige broke is probably different than everybody else broke. Well, well <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's, if that's what you want to call it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough to pay alimony, mm-hmm. you know, the alimony that he was asking for. And it was, and I had to pay my rent, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was, it was a lot that came with that. And I, and I had to go to work. You know, and I and I think I've been in in the industry broke before, like not broke, like you know, like live, you know, like nothing, mm-hmm. but not enough to to pay the overhead. We all have an overhead, you know, and I couldn't get the overhead paid, so I had to go work for it, you know. And not that I don't mind, I don't mind working, mm-hmm. but it's just you didn't that, want to. It's just for that, you yeah. know. Like, come on, son, <laughs> I gotta work to pay you money, so. 
How, how hard is it like to not reach out to your, your people? Because like you said, you got a great circle. You mm-hmm. know, like from the, the hoes to the ditties. Like, yeah. how hard is it not to reach out to them? I don't like that. I don't like asking people for anything. I have never asked any of my friends for any money. Any of the guys I know, I'm a worker. I get my own. I got it. Okay, cool. Oh, I got to do this. No problem. I just don't want to go to people. I just don't like asking. You know, that's mm-hmm. how my mother raised me. Like, don't, you know, if you can do it yourself, don't ask. You know, and I don't. And, and I know they don't mind. No, I, I know they would all just do it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I don't like to feel like I owe people stuff. But you showed up for so many people. Like, you know, one of my favorite stories is Angie Martinez's book when, you know, she was couldn't pay her rent. And you mm-hmm. had a check and y'all had to ride around looking for a check cash in place. So it's like you've always showed up for people. So mm-hmm. you don't expect that in return? I, I just don't like asking people for stuff. I really don't. Especially money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I borrow? It just feels nuts coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow... Even though I know you got it, can I borrow a million dollars? I don't like it. it don't feel, it doesn't feel right. Right. Wow. And you're such a, a New Yorker. I'm listening to the album. I hear Dave East. I hear Fabio. Mm-hmm. So I was working with with always the new up and coming talent. Amazing. Um, Dave is a dope, talented artist who's always th- thought provoking in his lyrics and and a beautiful person. Favi always wanted to do a drill beat song with with me. Mm-hmm. I said, there you go, Favi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, Anderson Pack always wanted to always wanted to work with Anderson Pack always, mm-hmm. and um, it was just a lot of fun, like just just to hear these guys on the records, you know, and, and to see them perform. Love without the heartbreak is a great record. And I love that record. What, 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 what was that motivation? You know, yeah, <laughs> what it's saying. We all want love, but we don't want the heartbreak. The heartbreak yeah. sucks. Like you know the damn, you know that feeling. Like damn, like it's over. Mm-hmm. Or I gotta wait, or you know, whatever. And it reminds me of how people never—they don't. A lot of people say, "I don't want Mary's music without the heartbreak." Do you think about that when you approach the studio? No, I don't think about it no more. I, I think about it from where I am. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? How am I feeling? I'm not gonna never not have heartbreak because that's just that's just life. Mm-hmm. Life is gonna. People are gonna disappoint you. Mm-hmm. So now during the Super Bowl ad, I see you doing a, a ad for health screening. Mm-hmm. Did you have a scare, or, or was it something that you just like? No, this is I want women to start making sure they test themselves. Or... No, my my um, I had um, my grandmother died from cervical cancer. Two of my aunts died from breast cancer and lung cancer. My godmother passed away when I was a little girl from from breast cancer. And what happened is the reason why I wanted to do it because we don't discuss it in black women. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it discuss, uh, about a mammogram in my home before in my life. So when it came to me, I was like, wow, this is this is perfect because now. I, I didn't start getting the mammogram till I was forty, mm-hmm. you know, and I and that was because a doctor said you need to go get a mammogram, and I was like, "What's that?" Mm-hmm. And then I went, and it was, you know, they did the whole thing, and if it's early early detection, it can save your life. So um, it was important for me to share the story about me losing my losing these women, and and the reason why it was important is because. They just, one day they just die. And everybody's like, oh, so-and-so died from cancer. And you're like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I believe if they had access to this information or the proper health care back in those days, maybe they, I hope that they would have done it. But that's right. what causes a lot of, you know, African-American women to pass away from breast cancer like that. Damn. I was also going to ask, did you ever get a break, Mary? Because even during the pandemic and COVID, you were filming you were working. Did you ever mm-hmm. just rest and say, you know what? I can just relax now. Because you always working. Sometimes I'm home and I take my rest. Seriously, I sleep hard and play hard. 
Yeah, I mean, I can do rest. rest. That's why she took that yeah. nap during the halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> she needed a little nap. <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> you see me laying there like, ah. <laughs> I was do, do people talk to you in the street like you are really Monet now? They they call me Monet at that. They they always call me Yo Monet. I'm like, yeah. oh God, no! Please, can Mary live? Just let Monet be Monet. And Mary be Mary. We we know how therapeutic music can be. What about what about acting? Does it feel like an escape when you play Monet? One hundred percent. It feels like I'm killing everybody I wanted to kill when I kill them. <laughs> I feel like I'm cursing out everybody I wanted to curse out when I curse at them. She's definitely my therapy right now. Uh, so you enjoy you you clearly are enjoying it. Clearly, 100%. Mm-hmm. Thank you, 50 Cent and Courtney Kemp, for this opportunity to just get it all out. Mm-hmm. For people that don't know, how did that how did that come about? Did he reach out to you, or did you reach out to him? How did that happen? It was a conversation that me, Courtney, and 50 had been having all along about how much I love power. And they was like, we got to get you on there. I said, absolutely, 100%. Just let me know. You know, holler when y'all ready. Mm-hmm. And they did. And then we had the meeting. And we started discussing, you know, I started telling them my stories about, you know, this woman that I've grown up with. I have all my friends, damn near Monet mm-hmm. and my mother, with, you know, without selling the drugs. You just mm-hmm. don't play around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and pretty much every woman that's, that's a single parent mother, you know, with the husband in jail or, or dead or whatever, um, or, or Monet. So um, when I went, went started telling them about the story, you know, and who I grew up with, they were just fascinated and adding things and you know just this character just was born like it was beautiful well you acted before but is it hard to get into character every time you take on a, a, one of these jobs um monet is not hard to get in this mm-hmm. you, you just you just find something and, and, and go um but Do you envision people when you pull the trigger like <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um when I did Mudbound, it was it was easy too. I think I find things that I can really just get into right away, you know, and 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 really be real with. Mm-hmm. Where I could draw something from out of me or out of my life into it. And do you like acting more than music, or do you like music more than acting, or is it phases? Mm-mm, I love them both the same. I think the acting is new, and it's a challenge, and I love a challenge. So um, that's what's taking a lot of my time right now. But I, I love singing too. All right, we got more with MJB. Mary J. Blige, when we come back, let's get into another Mary mix. I mean, Mary's here, damn it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Mary J. Blige. Charlamagne? You've always been so personally vulnerable. Do you think you'll, you know, start opening up more about childhood? Because I listened to a song like No Idea, mm-hmm. and you're telling us, like, you have no idea what... How it was going down in Yonkers? Like, do you, you think you'd show people more of that soon? Yeah, I have a memoir coming soon Ooh. that we that I'm working on, and I I, I let Ooh. people know a lot of stuff that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when's that coming out? Um, soon, it's real soon. It's supposed to come soon, but it's supposed to come this month. Wow! And but I I had to pull it back because I want to make sure it's right, and I'm doing so much. I want to have the time to get it right. How empty did you feel after you completed that? Uh, I felt great. I'm, 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 I felt really light. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I felt like just crying because it all surfaced again. Like, like I don't want to talk about it. I'm gonna just, just got to read the. Oh, the man. Book. I was going to also ask, you know, I see you doing a Roots picnic. And there was mm-hmm. rumors that y'all, that y'all possibly going on tour. You, Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, Eminem. Is that a word? Or was that a conversation or not at all? I don't know. I didn't hear that. Okay. That, yeah. That'd be too expensive. I didn't hear that. 
That'd be too expensive. That's a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> would you want to? I would love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that was two songs. Like, imagine I have a two-hour set. I'm performing two hours every night of all the Mary J. Blige songs mm. on a tour like that. Come on, with with me, Kendrick, Dre, Eminem, Fifty. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I I, I, I want to see a Mary J. Blige halftime show at the Super Bowl just married. by yourself. Absolutely. Because I've seen some chicks up there that really, mm-hmm. you know, it's like okay, they cool, but Mary J. Blige is a cultural icon. Like, yeah, that, thank you, Charlamagne. Yeah. I would love to too. But you know, Dre and Jimmy called me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when the Super Bowl calls. Then we going. Then we going. <laughs> How would you define this moment in your career? Amazing. Um, something I never even dreamed. More than I could hope for. More than I can dream for. Just um, amazing. A um, lot of work. A lot of consistent hard work mm-hmm. on on self. And how I treat myself and how I treat everyone else. And a lot of work just period on on just on the business and building uh building the business and 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 keeping the legacy. You know and and. Just making everything, you know, where one day when I retire, you know, which will probably be soon, I'll be straight, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be straight. I mean, I, I feel good about myself. I didn't borrow anything and didn't pay it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got my own everything. I'm mm-hmm. good. What How- you mean soon? What you mean soon? You got a long way to go, man. You still young. What do you mean soon? I mean, you must be thinking about some things. I'm not thinking about, listen, I got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I have pr- production, you know, Blue Butterfly, my um my film and TV production. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of work to do there. We have a lot of um, things placed. We got a lot of things coming, like for real. And um, my acting mm-hmm. and singing. Sun Goddess. And, and uh, wine, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot working for me while I'll be sleeping. But I have to, you know, I have to keep planting the seeds. Seed time, mm-hmm. harvest time. Seed time is long. Seed mm-hmm. time, harvest time is like, poof, so... How important is your circle? Because I thought that was so dope to see, like, your sister mm-hmm. and, you know, Angie holding down the sun goddess booth at the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Like, how important was it to have your circle with you in that moment? Extremely important to see how much they love me. And sometimes you just need to lean on them and hug them and lay in their lap and, and let them hold you. And, and Angie definitely holds me. You know, my sister mm-hmm. definitely holds me. And and um and Misa, all my friends love, like, we love each other for real and we stay each out, out of each other's space we give each other space. Mm-hmm. We respect each other, and but when we need each other, we just like big babies, and it's just it's just beautiful to have them. Absolutely, I look forward to this next project. I look forward project. to this book. Any All right, book, that's, yeah. I'm not going to front. Excited about the book. <laughs> yes, I want to hear. Is it called My Life? What's it called? Do we have a title? I don't have a title yet. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. that's what I want. But what joint you want to hear now, Mary? What, what, what you want to get into off the album? Um, I would say go on top. On top? Yep. Featuring Fabio. Okay. Well, yep. let's get into it right now. Mm-hmm. It's Mary J. Blige featuring Fabio Foreign. It's on top. And it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank morning. you for having me. Hey, 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 hey. Classic 3-6 Mafia sample right there from Mary J. Blige and Fabio Foreign. Fabio Foreign. Fabio, I'm old. Don't worry about it. I'm old. I see things the way they are. I'm looking at it. It looks like Fabio. Fabio. Shout out to Fabio Foreign. Salute to Fabio. All right. It does look like Fabio, though. It does. Yeah. But it's Fabio. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Okay. Let's talk Kanye. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. No, 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 no. Well, 20 years later, genius, a Kanye trilogy. The first part has hit Netflix. 
And a lot of people are getting some insight into Kanye and how things first uh, kicked off for him. So they're showing him previewing the song All Falls Down in the offices of Rockefeller. And basically, he was seen as a producer, but he really wanted to get signed and he wanted to get, to get signed on Rockefeller Records. He decides he wants to bum rush the office, play his music and didn't seem like people were paying too much attention to this hit song. Listen to this. In the port of cops, so she named her daughter Alexis. She had hair so long that it looked like weed. Then she cut it all off, now she looked like E. And she be dealing with some issues that you can't believe. Single black female addicted to retail and well. That was such a very interesting part of the documentary because it really shows that it does not matter what other people think of you. It's about what you think of yourself. And mm -hmm. that's why your dreams are your dreams and nobody else is supposed to believe in them. But uh, I wonder how other execs, the execs in that video feel after seeing how they fronted on Kanye. And I, I wonder, do you have a vendetta against the industry if you're Kanye forever because of how they fronted but on But I think it, it, it should make you want to go harder. I mean, I think all of us have been in a situation where somebody doubted us. No, they didn't doubt him. They just straight up was ignoring him. And that, and, and by the way, that becomes a hit. That became was, a hit record. And this is after Kanye yeah. had produced the blueprint but and everything else. But he was a rapper. He was a producer at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just think about how many doors closed in your face. And oh, You tell us all the time. You tell me all the time about people said you would never make it. You will never be and on radio. I don't, and guess what? You'll never and be guess on what? television. And guess what? I just let that hurt go. <laughs> I hated them niggas. You still do. No, I don't. I really don't. Why? I refuse to right. block them on Instagram. But, they gonna I'm, see this shit. And you know, I saw I saw a lot of people saying that they knew this was a hit song right away, and how could anybody not know that? Because it do sound dope, but you know, they were at work in the middle of the work day. He did try to bum it's a rush the label. offices. And I'm sure they and I'm sure they also knew him well enough that they're like you know, sometimes you know people too well, so maybe you don't take it as seriously because you know them. True, but it's a record label, though. So when we say they at work, no, I agree. Yeah, it's a record label, and you know why you see when Kanye, you can walk up to Kanye in the street and start rapping, and he'll listen. Yes, I, it's because of that because he knows how it feels to be befriended on. Well, that's how Big Sean got his deal. He, you know, he walked up to Kanye when he was leaving the radio station rapping, and he signed him. All right. Now, in addition to that, they also talk about the making of uh, Izzo, H to the Izzo. And here is what that sounded like when he was working with Jay-Z on that song. So he was playing that, then he's finna go in the other room. I was like, yo, hold. I got to play one more beat. I got to play one more beat. Then he looked over, he tapped me, he was dead. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, for shizzle, my triple to be a so we had to figure out the stuff he had to say in between. So it's for Shizzle one Izzle, used to dribble down a VA. Then he said, H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. And he looked at me and said, that's the anthem. Get your damn hands up. I was like, Mom, we about to blow up. We gonna blow up. I love how invested his mom was in his craft. Absolutely. Too. Mom knew the lyrics, everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, and as the more famous he got, the more he wanted his mom around him. I'm sure she kept him grounded, and she was his biggest cheerleader, as we can see in this scene with Donda. Got a lot of confidence. Come off a little arrogant, even though you're humble and everything, but it'd be important to remember that the giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. So you, you think, do you think I come off too arrogant? No, come off just right. It's because it's what's inside, because you can't be a star and not be a star. I think the way you are handle yourself is really just 
perfect. But at the same time, if you remember, like, to stay on the ground, and you can be in the air all at the same time. That's what I think it means when it says the giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. Everybody else sees the giant. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> All right, so for everybody who's been watching, that was just part one of that trilogy. No, it's a really good that, for genius. That, yeah, part one was, was a really good documentary. It makes you think, though, even like, you know, when you when somebody comes off as arrogant, right, and when they have nothing, I get it. Is that that's where the humility no. comes from having nothing. But when you get everything, right, that money and that power just multiplies whatever it is you already were, right? Yeah. So if you were arrogant, you'd be a hundred times more arrogant with the money. In the power. But I think it's also when you are creative and you're doing things and people are, you know, disrespecting your your talent and disrespecting mm -hmm. your what you create. And then when it finally pops, it's almost like you want to give a middle finger to the world. But you got to let that hurt go, though, right? It's hard to. It's like a chip, it's like a chip on to. your shoulder. And then seeing how much his mother impacted mm -hmm. him, I, mm -hmm. I think we all knew that. And to have her not here with him, we don't. Uh, I mean, we can't even imagine how that affects him every day. No, oh, 100%. No. But, I, 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 but I just feel like, you know, you, you do have to let that hurt go because if not, you end up just projecting that you're pain you're on other people. To. You're definitely supposed to, but it's, it's to the point where, you know, he's not, he hasn't got his answers to why, I'm sure. Like, why you ished on me? Why didn't you listen? He just didn't get it. And does it matter? You still for, him, for him, it might. Nah, you got to let that hurt go. For I get it, it though. But for you do have might. to let that hurt go. Yeah, what, I think it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Well... All right. Well, that is easy to say. Let that hurt go. But it's not so easy to do it all the time. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. You should, though, for your own well-being. Hey, you say that. But there's been there's times, and you know me, myself, I don't let, I don't let that issue go. And it'll eventually cannibalize. <laughs> we know, Evie. I'm sure. Yes. I, I'm sure. It'll eventually cannibalize. I'm sure, but I, I don't I don't want to. You got to let it go. No. It's like holding your poop. <laughs> no. When I let it out, it'll all come all out. All right, and guys. You got to do That's it. your rumor it'll report. Watery, Empty diarrhea, your everything out. But. Let all of that go, Envy. Empty your butt. <laughs> okay. EYB, repeat after me. Empty, Empty your, your butt. butt. That is your positive <laughs> affirmation for the day. Let that sh oh, go. Okay? Empty your, your butt. butt. There you go. There you go. Don't you feel it? No. Don't you feel it moving through your stomach? <laughs> no, man. You're going to you have to poop in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Yo, get out of here, man. Who are you giving your dog, your butt, your donkey to, man? A scammer oh, named man. Robin. Okay, Robin Folsom. She needs to come to the front of the congregation. She uh, That might be a good seminar. EYB. <laughs> Empty your butt. Um, but, yes. <laughs> Speaking of scams, Robin Folsom. She needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. Guess where she's from? And shut up. Brooklyn or Florida? Which one? Uh, neither, actually. Really? Mm -mm. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Deepak Chopra's Mind, Body, Zone. In this podcast, Deepak talks with guests like John Batiste and helps listeners redefine their lives. Sign up for a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast. WWPR FMHD1 New York. And our heart radio station. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sleep out his mouth. Just gotta say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That don't, 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 don't. Donkey of the Day right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the Donkey of the Day, but, like, I mean no harm. 
Donkey today for Thursday, February 17th goes to 43-year-old Robin Folsom. Do you know who Robin Folsom is? She's a former Georgia official. She was a director of external affairs for the Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. And between her, Tinder Swindler, and Zachary Horowitz, who was sentenced to 20 years in federal prison for scamming investors out of an estimated $650 million, scammers are having the worst week ever. Okay? Maybe not Tinder Swindler because... He just signed to an agency, and it seems like his bad behavior, you know, his scamming-ass ways of being rewarded. But people like Robin Folsom are getting caught up after living their best lies. I'm living my best lie. All you scammers living your best lies intrigue me. Okay, I can totally understand why you would do a documentary on the tender swindler. I am fascinated by Zachary Horowitz's story because he raised $650 million from investors. Had investors thinking they would be acquiring licensing rights to films that HBO and Netflix had agreed to distribute abroad? How was that not interesting to someone? If you have ever launched a startup or tried to get funding for a project, then you know how hard it is. Okay, so to see this man raise $650 million, I'm impressed. Okay, I just sit back and I think to myself, though, like, you are Hollywood actor. Do you know what kind of independent films you could be producing with that kind of money? If you know those kind of investors, then they clearly believe in you, which is why they gave you that kind of bread to begin with. So why come up with a scam instead of a legit plan to do the right thing with that money you raised? I don't know. Whatever. It's not about Zachary, though. It's about Robin. Okay? Robin's scam is pretty impressive, too. Now, she didn't raise nowhere near the money Allen did, but her finesse game got her what she wanted. See, she clearly wanted some time off and wanted to get paid for it. So she decided that maternity leave would be the best option. Well, you need to be pregnant, you know, and and have a baby for maternity leave, right? Somebody got to shoot that club up. Mm -hmm. Wrong. Not in the Scammerverse. In the Scammerverse, you can be whatever you need to be to get to the bag. Let's go to WSB-TV2 for the report, please. Robin Folsom earned about $100,000 a year as the senior communications official with the Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. Now she's facing a four-count indictment that accuses her of faking a couple of pregnancies in order to collect family medical leave pay to which she was not entitled. A co-worker saw something very strange and blew the whistle. We thought there had to be a misunderstanding. We couldn't believe it. State Inspector General Scott McAfee about the tip that led to the indictment of 43-year-old Robin Folsom. According to McAfee, one of Folsom's colleagues witnessed what appeared to be a portion of Folsom's stomach come away from her body last March. The co-worker suspected Folsom was wearing one of these so-called fake pregnancy devices or costumes, which are widely available online. State investigators Order. and the attorney general's office built this indictment largely around Folsom's alleged lies. That included the creation of a fake person to be the fake father. We ultimately didn't find any evidence that he existed, and that's why she's also been charged with identity fraud. She faked a pregnancy. She had a fake baby daddy, 43 years old, out here faking high-risk pregnancies. All right, she made up a fake baby daddy. You know what the dude's name was? Brian Ottomim Bibwe. It's spelled O-T-M-E-M-B-E-B-W-E. Sounds Nigerian. Coincidence for a scammer to choose that name? I think not. All right, he was a made-up person, and when investigators pressed her on him in October of 2021, she doubled down and said the man really existed. All right, she lied and told the agency that she gave birth once before in July 2020 and got pregnant again in August 2021. But the investigation found there was no official records of Robin Folsom having given birth and her insurance records didn't indicate any pregnancy or delivery. My problem with people like this is they are actually smart.
She already had a job that was paying $100,000 a year in Georgia. That's good money, okay? These are ingenious ideas these scammers come up with to make money. All they have to do is direct their energy to something legit, and they could actually probably have the same results, the same type of success. But for some reason, they choose a life of crime instead of going into whatever their real passion is. All right, Robin got paid maternity leave. She had her fake Nigerian baby daddy send an email to her bosses that said she was under doctor's orders for several weeks of bed rest after giving fake birth to a baby in May of 2021. You come up with a plan like that, you can come up with a plan for anything. All right. Do you know the level of commitment it takes to hold up that kind of lie? There are people who can't even commit to the truth in the way that Robin committed to that lie. So this just shows me that Robin, whatever you chose to commit to in life, you would have accomplished. But you chose crime. Now you are charged with three counts of making false statements and one count of identity fraud. A local grand jury indicted her ass. Look, man. They say the money is the same whether you earn it or scam it. Probably true. But the consequences of what comes with that money are not. All right. Earn your money. Good consequences. Scam your money. Jail. Prison. Please give Robin Folsom the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the All right. Nope. It's a white collar crime, so you already know what race she is. Okay. Let me see. All right. Wow. What do you mean, wow? You knew that. It's a white woman. Come on, stop. She used a Nigerian last name. That threw me off a little bit. That's what you do. She was sending an email. How many scammers, scamming emails have you gotten from Nigerians? Mm. Come on. She knew what she was doing. You suck, man. I wanted to play a game. Pause, pause, pause. I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm what did you do? I'm going to get you the fake baby uh, pregnancy kit. I'm going to buy that for you. Okay? I'll pass. That's We're going to have to make a bet. You have to walk around and tell people you're pregnant. Nope. And okay, if you <laughs> don't. Me. No. All right? What's wrong and, with and you, And if you man? don't, I'm going to wear it and say I'm pregnant from you. So either way, this game will be played. Oh, my goodness. All right? All so right. you're going to play it my way or my way. All right? Ask Yee is okay. next. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Good morning, it's Ask Ye. What's up, Trish? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I had a question because me and my boyfriend have been together for about a year. And we mm-hmm. I recently just met his kids back in December. And then his his kids' mother, they end up getting into it about something and now he can't see his kids. I mean, we end up having words, but now, you know, like he's like really in his feelings about his kids. Of course he can't see them. And I'm just like, should I? I don't know if I should like be the bigger person and try to reach out to her, or just get some advice on the whole situation. Um, on like, what what do you think I should do? Well, do you have a relationship with her at all? Have y'all ever spoken? Are you guys cordial? It was it was not a good interaction. <laughs> it was not. Well, then I don't think it's a good like, idea for you to. In- 
Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea for you to involve yourself. This is something that all you can do is support him and whatever his efforts are and help give him Mm -hmm. some solutions and some ideas of what it is that he can do, whether it's something that's legal, whether it's I would first, if I was him, try to approach this thing from a diplomatic situation, maybe talk to her family or another way to go about it. I think it would only make it worse if you try to put yourself in the middle because that's going to really make her angry. And I'm sure right now she's in her feelings. And so (laughs) you involving yourself in his business with his children is not a good idea. It might actually cause uh, more harm than good. But all you can do is be there for him and let him know, okay, here's what, you know, here's some options of things you can do. Let me know if you need me to do anything, you know, and that's it because putting yourself (laughs) in the middle, no. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. No problem. I hope y'all work it out. Well, I hope he works it out because all she's right. doing is hurting the children by trying to punish him. Right. Exactly. Well, thank all right, you Trish. So good much. luck. Bye. All right. We got more Ask you. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Good morning. It's Ask Yee. Jayla, what is your question? Hi, um, this is really a question. It's a question for um, you, Angela. So, okay. and I are trying to, we're trying to, um, you know, get into real estate. We want to do flipping and um, get some rental properties just, you know, for some extra cash. And I reached out to this real estate investor, right? He has a apprenticeship and um, a mentorship program. So we had a meeting with him and everything was good, like the services that he was offering and everything. But when we got to the end of the meeting and he told us the price, it kind of hit us on Right. So Yes, girl. Because you could be using that money to actually put into the real estate. Exactly. And that's um, that's what a lot of people were saying. And it's really expensive. It was like over $15,000 for a year of mentorship apprenticeship. Nope. And, you know, we don't have our money to just be given to somebody. Jayla, can I... Can I give you some advice? And this is something that I learned and I know people personally who have done this. Why don't you get your real estate license? A lot of people have been saying that. Um, And the the only reason I'm just hesitant, like, I don't want to do that, is because I have no interest in being a realtor. So, yeah, but you have interest in doing real estate and flipping properties. Right. And I must explain to you why I think it's mm-hmm. a good idea, because if you're going to spend fifteen thousand dollars and do a year apprenticeship, you might as well go on ahead and take those real estate classes online, take the test, get your license, and then you'll have access to properties that people won't get a chance to see before it hits the you market. Might. You'll be able to network in that way. And then you also won't have to pay a fee to a realtor if you want to get a property. It just gives you a lot more access and you you'll learn a lot and you'll learn a lot more taking these real estate courses than you would in an apprenticeship apprenticeship because you'll learn how all the rules and regulations work. You'll learn how to do everything that you need to do. So you won't have to rely on anybody else. That is solid advice. And I have, I have done that advice before too, but I never looked at it like, you know, that way from that angle, I just looked at it like, I don't want to be a realtor. So Yeah, no. And uh, listen, having your real estate license doesn't mean you have to become a realtor, but it's just something that if this is a way you want to make money, you have to be invested in doing that. I actually got my real, I I took the real estate classes. I I just have to take the test. But when I tell Mm -hmm. you, I learned so much about real estate, about mortgages, about different laws, about how you can, um, you know, financially protect yourself, all of those things. And for you, if you want to be somebody who's really great at doing this, 
then I feel like instead of doing a year apprenticeship and paying $15,000 to somebody else, the courses were like $500 online, you know, and that's a real investment. And I think a lot of times we say we want to do things. If you want to do it, take it seriously and do what you need to do for yourself. And this is something that you'll have, you know, that I think could be beneficial. Even having your real estate license, if you find a property and you don't buy it and you refer it to somebody else, you can get paid off of that too without even having to buy anything. That is solid advice. Thank you so much. All right, Jayla, good luck. Get it going. All right, thank you. All right, that was Asky, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and Nick Cannon, is he really trying to get Mariah Carey back with that song he put out alone? Well, here's what he had to say when we come back. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Nick Cannon is explaining that song alone that he put out. People were saying that he was singing about his ex-wife, Mariah Carey. And here's what he had to say on his show about that song, because he also sampled Mariah Carey on that song. You know, you realize, man, I really messed up. I had I had a, a, a probably the, the greatest situation. I have my dream girl and I messed it up. So don't, don't clap for that. No, but I, to be honest and vulnerable, I understand why you're clapping. So the song wasn't really about trying to get her back. It was really se- it was taking ownership of what I did as a man and owning my flaws, owning and expressing it through song. Oh, so the song was about her. Yeah, so the song is about her, but it wasn't about getting back together. He knows that it's impossible, but he said it was just therapy for him, and I guess he's just being accountable. Now that's that's impressive too. I wonder w- when a person realizes that is over and getting back with that person is not a possibility. I wonder when when do you, when do you allow yourself to get to that point? And when do you get to that point? When do you realize that is what I'm trying to say? Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, she has a whole new boyfriend now and he's had several children since then and their kids Mm. are 10. I think that's part of it. So it does take time. Mm. I think that's part of it because they both moved on at at, at a particular time. And Nick Cannon Mm -hmm. got about four or five kids after that. So, you know, true. Yeah. And he's expecting his eighth child now. So, yeah. All right, now the baby is being sued by Danny Lay's brother, Brandon Bills, because of their recent fight at that bowling alley that happened in California. <laughs> so according to the lawsuit, Brandon Bills is saying he walked by the baby in the bowling alley and the baby suddenly attacked him, leaving him with severe injury and pain. He said he didn't fight back and the baby's assault resulted in physical and psychological damage, plus medical bills and sustained disability. No, no, That's no, right. no, no. You can't do that. That's not how any of this works. Okay, this is one of the main issues I have with this era. Nobody wants to deal with the consequences of their actions. You threatened that man. You, you told that him to man. A fist fight. You had an issue with him. You told him when he came to LA, it was on site. On site. All right. And, and and even after the fact, you said you wish you had somebody else with you. You know what I'm saying? Because it would have went down a whole different way. So, no. Nope. You got to take that L, King. Like, you just got to take that L. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. You can't threaten me, say, when I see you, it's on site. And then when we see each other, we get into it. Because now I'm on defense. You told me you're going you gonna to put hands on that's me right. when you see me. That's right? right. You said on site. That's what on site means. And, and so it, now when I see you, I'm scared. I'm defending that's myself. That's right. And any of you people talking about, oh, he got jumped. Yes, he did get jumped. But guess what? You can't pick the, the 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 consequences of your actions. You know what I mean? Like, I can say anything. I can do anything. But I can't tell somebody else how to respond. That's how they chose to respond. You just got to take the L, my brother. So, L, it is what it is. You'll be okay. All right. And The God's Honest Truth with Charlemagne is renewed for season two at Comedy Central. Do you want to give us some details? Base bet. 
Hey, man, you know, you can watch the first season, uh, the whole first season on Paramount Plus right now, streaming all 12 episodes. And, you know, we'll be back this summer. You know, salute to my man Stephen Colbert, salute to Aaron Magruder, salute to my my showrunner extraordinaire, Rachel Edwards, and, you know, just the whole team of the God's Honest, honest Truth. We're happy, we happy to be back. We thank God for it all. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. So follow us at uh, C the Show, C-T-H-A-S-H-O-W, uh, for more updates. Because, you know, we're always constantly drop, dropping you know, uh, content until until we come back, and and I'll be doing a a series of um one on one one on one interviews in conjunction with the God's Honest Truth. You know, leading up to the premiere this summer. So yes, we thank God for it all, man. Okay, and in other television news, Hillsong, a mega church exposed docuseries, has gotten a release date. That's going to be on Discovery Plus. All three episodes are dropping on March twenty fourth. So you know that Hillsong mega church um, has made famous by people like Justin Bieber, the Kardashians, and other stars as well. But there was all kinds of drama that happened, and music was really a part of that worship. Uh, Carl Lentz, Pastor Carl Lentz became a star in his own right, but then he had an affair and that contributed to his downfall. So now they're doing a whole docuseries on that. Well, salute to my man, Carl Lentz. That's my man. You know, I haven't, uh, I haven't spoken to him in a, in a minute. I'm actually probably hit him up today, but you know, salute to Carl Lentz. He's a, he's, he's a good person. He's a good person. And we all make mistakes. All right, and the Larry David story is happening. That is a documentary. You know, he uh, created Seinfeld. He has Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's a two-part documentary about him. That's going to happen on Tuesday, March 1st at 9 p.m. And it will also be available for streaming on HBO Max. So it's going to be on HBO and then also on HBO Max. So I'm excited to see that because, you know, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I hope that they don't play it safe. You know what I mean? Because Curb Your Enthusiasm is a show that's been around long before cancel culture. You know what I mean? And they've explored a lot of different topics on that show, you know, including, you know, the N-word and how it's used. So I hope that they don't play it safe. And I hope that they actually have those real conversations about comedy and what comedy was and some of the choices they made on that show. Because I feel like they've always made smart choices. That some would deem problematic now, but I hope they don't run from it. Yeah, and that show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, had a whole nother season. They definitely did not stray away from the controversy, and it's funny, it's smart, so mm -hmm. yeah, excited to see this. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, and let me shout out to my Hamptonian sister, uh, Wanda Sykes. Uh, she's going to be uh, one of the hosts on the Oscars. I Also, Amy Schumer and Regina Hall, so I just wanted to shout her out. And shout out to all the uh, Hampton University alumni out there. Wanda went to Hampton? Wanda Sykes, yeah. Okay. Hampton. Wow. Salute to Wanda. Yeah, so shout And out shout out to Bill Packer, who's producing that, as we discussed the yeah, other Will day, Packer too. So that's it. exciting that he put all three of them as the hosts. Yeah, shout out to Will Packer. Good brother, too. All right. Now, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The General Insurance is a quality insurance company that has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and you should take a closer look at The General. Call 800 General or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What are we doing? Listen, man, uh, every day during Black History Month, the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network, we drop a daily podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either. Okay? In today's episode, uh, my man B-Dot is going to tell you the story of Claudette Coven. How art thou? I didn't know, maybe you didn't either. What's really good? B-Dot here. I am in High Point, North Carolina at the High Point Museum. History everywhere. Let's check this Jeezy out. 
Well, on today's episode of I Didn't Know, maybe you didn't either, we're going to talk about Claudette Colvin. Because at the age of 15, March 2nd, 1955, they told her to get up out her seat. They told Claudette, hey girl, get to the back of the bus. You know the rules around here. Claudette said, nah. Felt like Sojourner Truth was on one side and Harriet Tubman was on the other side, holding her down. She said she couldn't get up. So they locked her ass up. At the age of 15, nine months later, Rosa Parks does the exact same thing. But Rosa Parks was an adult. And she was the secretary of the NAACP. So the NAACP and other organizations was like, eh, we're not gonna rock with Claudette Colbert. She's 15 and her background is a little you can do your own homework to find out what the background was. They felt that middle-aged Americans would be able to accept Rosa Parks a lot better. And they were right. But let us not forget Claudette Colvin. She did it first, and just recently, all of her criminal record was expunged. Ain't God good? I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. I didn't know. Oh, it's interesting. Listen. All right, well, happy Black History Month. That's right, and make sure you download... Uh, I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. It comes out daily on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, hosted by my guy, B-Dot. Salute to B-Dot. All right. Now, keep it locked. We got the positive note when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, and can I give a quick shout out to Deborah Cox? You know, I'm in Atlanta. I've been filming for that show, First Wives Club, and I actually had a scene with her yesterday, and she's super amazing. I just love Deborah Cox. It was really exciting to be able to, to work with her, so I just want to shout her out and everybody from uh, the team over here at First Wives Club on BET. Yeah, Salute to Deborah Cox. Cox. Salute to Jilly from Philly, too. Jill, right. Jill on that show, right? Yes, I had a scene with Jill. Yeah, I had a scene with Jill Scott also, so I'm really excited for that. But I'm just happy that uh, they included me. I actually played myself on there, Angela. So, uh, you know, it was just dope to work with the two of them. It was it was fun. I was excited. I was nervous, but I just want to thank Jill Scott and Deborah Cox for making me feel so comfortable. All right. Dope. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. The positive note is simply this: uh, sometimes. It is best just to be quiet and let God show people. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?